0: Good morning church. Today we are kicking off our Summer of Worship series. And yes, I said our Summer of Worship series. So we're going to begin this journey through the next couple of weeks and we're going to look at the six C's, C and cat, the six C's of serving. Wow, say that five times fast. The Six C's of Serving. I'm not going to try it again because I'll probably get tongue-tied. And then after that, we're going to move into some spiritual inventory. We're going to take a deep self-reflection, look really within ourselves, and make sure that we are growing and striving to be all that God is calling us to be in our faith walk. So, clearly, if you're hearing this message, you're unable to join us in person for our 11 a.m. worship. So, you know what to do. Grab your cup of coffee or your glass of sweet tea, and let's settle in and hear the message that God has in store for each of us today. So, this morning's scripture is in Matthew 10. We are going to be looking at verse 5 through 8. So, go ahead and, and turn to Matthew 10 in your Bible or open your Bible app but go ahead and make your way and let's hear the words of the Lord. So Matthew 10 starting in verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Sumerians. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our minds and our hearts. Help us to receive your message today. Pierce our hearts with your message. Help us to apply it to our lives. Show us how to share your words and your promise as they are given according to Scripture. God, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. So today we are kicking off our summer worship series with the first C of serving. In Matthew 10, clearly Jesus has commissioned, there's our first C, commissioned the disciples to serve. Jesus sent the 12 out to labor in ministry. So until now, Jesus had carried the burden of laboring in ministry alone. The disciples were always there with him, but oftentimes the disciples actually became observers of the ministry of Jesus. Now the time had come for them to spread their wings, learn to fly, and stop looking to Jesus to do or be the only one reaching a hurting world. So if we go back a little bit to Matthew 9, Looking at verse 37 and 38, Scripture tells us that Jesus acknowledged the harvest was plentiful, but the laborers were few. Jesus told the disciples to, to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth the laborers of his great harvest. So, little do the disciples know that they were doing what Jesus said, they were praying for God to send laborers into the harvest fields. But as Jesus is telling them to pray, they eventually would become the answer to their own prayers. Jesus commissioned them to serve as laborers in the harvest field. Now, this commission still is is needed today. This passage reveals that We all are to serve the Lord in ministry by being His hands and feet. And if you remember back at Easter, I said we're all called to ministry, but we don't always know where God's going to put our pulpit. This commission is relevant to all believers because the enemy will do everything in his power to keep mankind out of a tight, close relationship with God. So, as we do life in our communities, we are representatives of God's love. We carry Christ in our hearts. And we are to share the love of Christ with all of those around us. And yes, that includes in the grocery store checkout line. Man, do I have a bunch of stories about that. God nudges me and I don't want to go talk to Him. And next thing I know, I'm taking my, my grocery items off the conveyor belt and I'm moving to the next aisle. And i'm having a great conversation that is absolutely led by the holy spirit so let's break down the scripture first the commission begins with the 12 being sent forth now these men had traveled with jesus for a while at this point they would witnessed many miracles they had heard many messages preached they observed jesus on a daily basis but what they didn't realize is that Jesus was actually preparing them for ministry by being the physical example of how to do ministry. Now the time had come for them to go out into the harvest field. You know, the church has been given the Great Commission also. Just before Jesus ascended back into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father. And as believers, we are to be obedient to this commission and engage in ministry. This task is not simply for the pastor. Hate to break it to you. If you are a pew sitter or, um, someone who checks off church as part of your to do list, it is not only on the pastor to be obedient to this commission, the great commission and engage people in ministry. This is something for every believer. So if you're saved by grace and you're part of the body of Christ, then you are called to be a laborer in the harvest. So secondly, they were given instructions. Jesus was specific when he said who the disciples were not to engage with in this journey. Jesus knew that there would be a time when the Gentiles and the Samaritans would come to hear the gospel But a foundation had to be laid before the disciples could speak to a hostile group about a conversion of faith. You know, it's critical for each of us to pray and to seek the Lord's guidance before we engage because it's very easy for good intentions to soon look like a bunch of Bible-thumping hypocrites that are throwing hellfire and brimstone. And at that moment we actually defeat the purpose of the Great Commission. So the third point, there was a destination. The disciples were called to witness to the lost sheep of Israel. The Lord called the Apostle Paul to minister primarily to Gentiles. So in other words, God calls us and equips us to specific areas of ministry. I'm a firm believer because I've witnessed this, that God will use our past to help us communicate to those around us. So here's a quick story. In one of my many reference books, I I ran across this story and absolutely love it. I've used it several times. There was a gentleman who was a lifelong Navy man. He never married, never had children, and he had reached the point where he could retire from the Navy. So he did. And he bought his first house, bought his first car. And next thing you know, he's sitting alone in his house and he's bored. He had to find something to do. So he picks up a newspaper, and this kind of dates how old this story is. He picks up a newspaper and he turns to the classifieds. He's looking for a job. Again, many of y'all don't know that there's actually this big piece of paper and they print it and, and there's jobs and you don't go to Google. You don't go to Indeed. You don't go to all those others. Anyways, back to the story. He's going through, and there's a job for a shipping yard manager. And he's thinking, great, I'll be around ships again. I'll, I'll love it. I'm going to go down there. And as he reads, it's an open call. So basically, show up at this specific time, which was the following day, and it was open interviews. So he gets there, and the room is full. And he's, he's looking around. There's one seat open. So he makes his way across the floor and he sits down in that one vacant seat. And he sits there and he sits there and he starts looking around at everybody. And next thing you know, he gets up and he walks across the room and walks into a door. He stays gone for a little while. Then he comes out of the door and he leaves. He doesn't return to his seat, he leaves. So a few minutes later, another man emerged from this same door. <clears throat> And he said, okay, that's it. We've we've made our decision. We've hired somebody. Thank you for coming. Well, the whole room erupted. What do you mean? You haven't talked to any of us. You haven't interviewed any of us. And he finally calmed everybody down. And he said, do you hear that noise kind of overhead in the background? And they were like, yes. He said, okay, that's SOS. And it says If you can hear this and you understand this, get up, enter the door marked shipping yard manager. You're hired. You see, God used his past to open the door for his future and create a a new adventure. And that's what happens in our ministry. So let's look at the fourth point we're given priority. Jesus didn't simply instruct the disciples to go and live a godly life. He gave them a priority to share the gospel with everyone they meet. Now, again, this can be uncomfortable with some, but Jesus expected these men to maintain a pure life while proclaiming the good news. You see, it's through our testimony that we actually achieved this. We've been through some stuff, we can relate to those that are still hurting. And still going through the stuff that we've already been through faith comes by hearing the Word of God people cannot save themselves from sin they need to be introduced to the healer and Redeemer before they can enter into a relationship with God so fifth there's a reality like there's an urgency of this great Commission Jesus tells the disciples to go preach for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Christ came to redeem mankind. The urgency of responding to this message of the gospel is a very high level. We don't know what tomorrow holds. There's a day coming when the trumpet will sound, and those who are saved by grace will enter eternal life. Those who reject the gospel or fail to respond, they will not be allowed into heaven. Repentance must occur. We are surrounded by many who need to hear that God does love each of us and wants us in eternal in eternity with him because tomorrow is going to be too late. But we have to respond. And lastly, we go through a process with where we obey the Great Commission. Just as Jesus healed the sick, cleansed the leopards, raised the dead, cast out demons. We too shall receive healing. Jesus gifts each of us with a supernatural ability to use in ministry through the Holy Spirit. How many times have you walked up to somebody and knew exactly what they were fixing to say or knew exactly what you needed to say to them before they even said anything? That's the Holy Spirit. But it's through our healing that we receive that others can also see the hope that's working in our lives. They're drawn to us because of that. You see, I'm a firm believer that a hurting heart is drawn to a healed heart. So we share our testimony in complete humility. We honor our calling. Scripture says we, we have freely received, so we should also freely give. Oftentimes, we forget the amount of grace that God has shown us. We get caught up in his observing the lives of those around us until we, we become judgmental. You know, we didn't deserve the grace of Christ coming from heaven, walking in flesh as holy love. But he he gave grace to the disgraceful. The Great Commission, it doesn't stop there. As we see the next generation of disciples rising up and become laborers in the harvest field, it's our responsibility to walk alongside of them, support them, pray over them, Lift them up when that front line of the spiritual battle makes them so weary. We do this by investing time in them, breaking bread with them. We point them, point them towards the Holy Spirit. We laugh with them. We cry with them. But most importantly, we do life with them. When Jesus was in the upper room with the disciples, he became a servant and a teacher to them. He taught them a posture of prayer and how to pray. We... You know, when we come into the presence of God, we have our hands extended and cupped, ready to receive blessings. The same is true for communion. We come with our hands cupped open and ready to receive the breaking of the bread that symbolizes the body of Christ broken for us. His executors did not forcefully take him. He gave, freely gave his life in order to save us. And after we've received the communion bread, then we dip it in the juice. And the juice symbolizes the blood of Christ that was shed for us. Holy communion is part of our affirmation of faith. Just like the Apostles' Creed. We do this in remembrance of the sacrifice of Christ. Grace poured out on the cross to save sinners, Gentiles, like me and you. So at this time... Let's remember all the sacrifice on the cross. Let us pray for clarity and discernment of the path that God wants for each of us. For those of you at home, if you want to receive Holy Communion, have your crackers and your bread ready. Crackers or your bread is the body broken for you, and the juice is the blood shed. Go ahead and consume your elements as we pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we ask for your blessings upon each person as they receive Holy Communion. I ask you to spiritually clear their thoughts so that we can receive your wisdom, so we can humbly follow your calling for each of our lives in ministry. Lord, we acknowledge these elements represent your body broken and your blood shed. May we never forget the sacrifice of the cross and the grace poured out to save our souls. Amen. You can consume your elements. In church, in closing, I have one question. How have you responded to the Great Commission in your life? As this message comes to a close, I want you to remember, always, always speak life. Be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Until next time, much agape everybody.